Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There has to be a day in your life, and you need to hear me clearly. You're born a sinner. Everyone's born. You ask God to forgive you of your sins. You receive Him by faith into your life, by trust, by belief. And then that creates you an ability to be called a child of God. You and I, once we become a Christian, we're a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I have a heavenly Father. Could I hear an amen with that? Now, is that good or is that good? That's great. Take an honest look at the world we live in today. Take a serious look at 1 John 2 with Pastor Mark today. Ask yourself how many people in today's world rejoice in their own pleasures instead of serving God. How many people are proud and boastful? How many people put money above all else? Around the world, everything seems to be in chaos. Things that seem to be happening without any reason. Tornadoes, massacres, anti-Christianity attacks. We're brought to the realization that the world is no longer safe. But God has a plan to keep His children safe. Pastor Mark will tell us about it today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 3, with our continuing study entitled, Antichrists and Our Eroding Culture. The Antichrist that we see in the book of Revelation, his role is really this, to replace Christ. He's definitely against him, but his role is to replace Christ. Because from the beginning of time, the reason he fell was because he wanted to be worshipped. That's what he's going to try to do during that time. So the Antichrist is wants to, instead of Christ, he wants to replace Christ. Now, as I said, keep your finger there. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 24. Jesus spoke about these end times. Now, don't let anybody fool you by saying, well, um, can you date the end times? No, I can't date the end times. But I can kind of give you a picture from Jesus as how close we're getting to it. We don't care about when it comes. We just need to be ready and to be witnesses in light. Now, John 24, when we go to Israel, we always teach from the Mount of Olives, and this is what we teach. Watch what happens. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, look at me just for a moment. Jesus had just said to his disciples, when you're on the Mount of Olives, in those days you could see the temple. And he says that temple is going to be destroyed. Not one stone will be left upon it. It was massive. And the disciples go, What? There's no way. Of course, in 70 AD, totally wiped out. And then they go on and they say this. Tell us, when will this happen? When will that temple be destroyed? But they ask two other questions. Watch this. And what will be the sign of your coming? Your second coming. The first coming, he's already there. And 
What will be the sign of the end of the age? So the disciples wanted to kind of know what you and I do. What's it going to look like as we get near the end of time? Now, in the verses in between that, watch me, this is what Jesus says is going to happen. In the last days, there's going to be spiritual deception. There's going to be wickedness. There's going to be moral decay. And there's going to be these physical disasters. He said, well, Pastor Mark, I mean, that's been since the beginning of time. Yeah, but in verse 8, he tells us the sign to watch. Look at verse 8. All these, spiritual deception, wickedness, moral decay, physical disaster, all these are the beginning of birth pains, labor pains. So what does Jesus use? He uses an analogy of a woman that's pregnant and in labor. The second sign, the sign of his second coming will be like that. Well, when a woman is in labor at the beginning, what happens as that progresses? Here's what you want to write. Two things happen. There's an increase in frequency of the pains. Those of you that are pregnant right now, you remember how, how many, how many minutes, how often since the last contraction? How do you, there's an increase in frequency and there's more of this. Ah! Increase in intensity. <laughs> Sorry to bring back memories to you, but that's, that's what happened. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. And then there's finally what? Whew, hallelujah. Delivery. And that delivery is the second coming of Jesus. So, Pastor Mark, what is Jesus saying? He's saying, as we get closer to the end, you're going to see more and more spiritual deception, more and more wickedness, more and more moral decay, and more and more physical disasters, insurrection, political instability, tornadoes, famines, earthquakes, hurricanes. Let me ask you a question. Are we seeing that now? We're seeing things that we have never, oh, we've seen them, but we've never seen them that close together. And we've never seen them like they are now. Let me show you what these recent headlines look like. Just a few, just a few. The nation of Belgium, there's a separate area of Belgium. They have erased, they're in the process, they've approved it now, all Christian holidays. And they're making them secular so they do not offend the the Muslims that live in their country. Wiped out. Second. Remember in the old days, the people that were homosexuals, that was, they were pretty much in the closet. Now, notice this headline. Sports and military put Christianity in the closet. Don't you talk to me about your Christianity. Not interested in your Christianity. Total reversal. Next. Boy Scouts to allow gay youth to join. Do you want to look a generation from now and see what our world is going to look like? No, you don't. Next. Boston Marathon bombing. You think that was an aberration? No. There's going to be more and more of the small cells all through our world. Nobody's going to ever be safe. The enemy's at work. Next. Terror in London sparks tensions. Uh, Upsurge in Islamic phobic attacks. Now, I guarantee you, I'm pretty sure, none of you have ever seen. When I turned on TV uh, this last week, I saw this guy with bloody hands saying, Man, I just chopped a man alive and he's dead into pieces. What kind of world are we living in? What? You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's always been. No, it hasn't always been. And last, we've always seen tornadoes. They're disasters. They're more. One city in Texas, 10 inches of rain in a day, everything's flooded. You see, that's our world. I have good news and bad news. 
Jesus is coming back. That's the good news. Could I hear an amen for that? That's okay. That's okay. We're going to heaven. Well, what's the bad news? It's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, Pastor Mark, that's a downer. No, that's not a downer. That's a challenge. You can listen to this. Because some of you are a little too critical. God's will is that none perish. None. All these people God loves. All this stuff God loves. We have to love them. Don't be critical. Don't be negative. Don't be known for what you're against. When it gets dark, we're to shine. So we have great opportunity. So don't expect it to get better. It's just going to get more difficult. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But that doesn't give us a, a, an opportunity to go. Even Timothy said, uh, Paul said to Timothy, in the last days, there'll be terrible times. But that's just more opportunity for you and me. I, I'm very positive about that. Because I want to say this to you. No one has the answer to the world and the eroding culture except Jesus Christ. And we have the truth. So don't be negative. This is a fantastic opportunity for the church. Now back to John, where you had your finger. All of our campuses, Vieira, Sebastian, you guys in the work camp, those online, look at this. Verse 18 again, dear children, this is the last hour. As you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, he's coming, even now many Antichrists, S, have come. This is how we know it's the last hour. Now look at verse 19. How do we know it's the last hour? Because there's many false teachers. Now look at verse 19. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going out showed that none of them belonged to us. So what's John saying? As we get closer to the end of the world, we're going to see more and more Antichrist, false teachers who pretend to be believers, but they're not. But where are they? They're in the church. These people were in the church. Jesus spoke about it. Let me read it to you. Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. So that means, John was saying, in the body, there were sheep that looked like sheep, but they were really wolves. They were false teachers. Just take a moment, look down your aisle. You see anybody that looks a little uh, in Vieiras? I bet just take a look. Uh, uh. No, that's not what John says. You'll see something very closely. By the way, that's what pastors and elders do. We're here to get God's discernment about wolves in sheep's clothing. You're protected because you have a shepherd. That's why Jesus said this. Beware. That simply means this, as you look at these verses, one of the characteristics of these false teachers is they eventually leave the church. They, they were never true believers. They were, John says, they were never part of us, the family of God. And you say, well, Pastor Mark, so what's the big deal? They leave the church. Here's the problem. When they leave the church, they take unsuspecting new believers with them. 
because they're very influential. They have the ability from Satan to deceive. Well, Pastor Mark, now I'm scared. You don't need to be afraid because I'm going to give you this morning some protections that John gives us so that I never have to be afraid of what's really happening. Would you write this first one today? Even though our culture is eroding, even though there's more false teaching, here's some protections I can have. First one you want to write this morning is this. Know that spiritual warfare is real. We can be deceived. Don't ever get to the place in your life that you know enough that you would never be deceived. That's what deception is. Now, notice what Paul writes to Timothy. Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the, here we go again, the last times, the last days, the last minutes, some will turn away from the true faith, from the truth, and they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Linda and I just got back from Asia, as you know, and we were in a part of the, uh, Asia that I thought I'd never be back into, and God opened the door for us. And two years ago when we were there, I, uh, there was a young man in the body. He was an amazing guy, and uh, he drove us and cared for us. And, and when I was teaching all those pastors back then, and then, of course, since then, they've been in jail and prison and all that stuff. They're out now. And, and, and I said to one of the pastors... Uh, where is so-and-so? I, I miss him. I, I don't see him. Is he he's still around? Is he healthy? Whatever. And he said, uh, do you know, he said, uh, he's left the church. I said, you're kidding me. I said, he was such a vibrant person. He said, he not only left the church, he left the church with his family and lots of other people. And I said, you're kidding me. And I want you to understand something. Would you just write this statement down? Watch what you watch. Watch what you watch. Watch what you read. Here's the thing that we, and I'll tell you what happened in this case. Deception is deception. So Satan doesn't come in dressed like a wolf. He comes in dressed like a sheep. So any teaching you watch on television or read books or whatever here, whatever, Satan knows how much of it looks really good. And all of a sudden, here comes the deception in. And if you're not versed in the word, pretty soon... And I said, why did they leave? And he said, well, there was, a, there was a teacher from Singapore, a pastor, who came to Asia, this part of Asia, and he began touting his doctrine. Most of it was right down with why we believe. But then as they got into it, here's what he said to these people. There's no such thing as grace. You have to be under the law. You have to keep the law. So they're trying to keep all the laws now. And he said this to these people. You can never know if you're really saved. I'm thinking, I'm teaching 1 John. What's the whole purpose of 1 John? Why was 1 John written? Know that you know that you know that you know. They knew that, but they got deceived and left the church. So they're trying to live by the Old Testament law and have no assurance of their salvation. Is it Pastor Mark? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Do you know from Singapore on the, uh, we've been there from, you know, for the last 13 years. The, uh, the other side of it, there's great churches there and there's a very charismatic teacher now. I'm not naming names. Don't worry about any of that. He's on the other side. He's, you'll see him often. 
He's into all grace so much, we call it hyper grace. Much of his teaching is right on, but here's what he says. You never have to ask forgiveness for your sins. They've already been forgiven. Well, I know they've already been forgiven. Then what did 1 John 1, 9 tell me to do? If I confess my sins, and what does John say? You're going to say you're not a, don't have any sinners, then you're a liar. So he's off into this and, and, and back to the old same thing. You'll never be sick if you're a real Christian. You'll always have more than you need. You'll never be in poverty. Take that to Africa and see if it works. You see, foolishness. So be careful. Deceptive teaching is filled with truth. Watch out. That's how these people left. And it just saddened me as I thought about that. It, it saddened me. Be known for what you're for, but be careful what you watch and what you read. You see, in end times, there's going to be more cults, more isms, more false teachings, and you're going to see watered-down liberal teaching. You'll never hear people actually talk about sin and holiness or repentance anymore. Unbalanced stuff in all kinds of things. Be careful. Number two, protection. Know who you are. Know who you are. You see, John says they went out from us. John was talking about the fellowship of true believers. There are lots of good moral people in our churches that call themselves Christians. They're deceived into thinking they're Christians because they're good moral people. They've been in church all their life, but they've never really repented. They've never really asked God to forgive them. And there's never been a root down in their life of sound doctrine. I want to show you two verses because... It could be, and I'm pretty sure that it is, in any of our campuses this morning, there's some of you that fit this. Remember, these false teachers never were really believers, and yet they sat in the services. Here's the verses. Take a look. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, it's just not just the confession. Demons confess that Jesus, but they weren't chained. Second, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I want to tell you this this morning. There has to be a day in your life, and you need to hear me clearly. You're born a sinner. Everyone's born. You ask God to forgive you of your sins. You receive him by faith into your life, by trust, by belief. And then that creates you an ability to be called a child of God. You and I, once we become a Christian, we're a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Of God. I have a heavenly father cut. I hear an amen with that. Now, is that good or is that good? That's great. But see, John said to these people, oh, you, you're not one of us. They did not have a relationship with God. Why? Because you'll see the key is they didn't believe in Jesus. You say, well, I believe in Jesus. It's not just the believe in Jesus. There has to be confession and there has to be change. Let me just tell you this little thing. If I have a root, I have a, a brand new peach tree and I put the root down into the ground. What should I expect from the peach tree at some point? Fruit. There's going to be some evidence. What? It's alive. The root is the salvation. In your life, there needs to be some fruit that you've really changed. If there's no fruit, careful, there's no root. Did you get me? And now's the time to discover there's no root. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go. Now, when you begin to think about that, notice one of the signs was simply this. This verse says... They didn't stay with us. They didn't endure. So let me just say this to you this morning. As a Christian, one of the signs that I'm really a Christian is that I'm going to endure. I'm just going to hang in there. 
It's going to be difficult. We're never going to be perfect. Notice Hebrews says this. If we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Now that verse does not mean that we're saved by enduring. I'm holding on to get to heaven. Doesn't mean that at all. It means this. Those who endure to the end prove that they're really saved. Just hang in there. You have a heavenly father. He's for you. These people left. They couldn't stand it. They left. And of course, they took people with them. Now, I have to give you a little dichotomy just for a second. Three months ago, you have a friend and they come to Calvary Chapel and, uh, and they say to you one day, you know, I'm not really into that Balmer deal. I really care for him. I'd like a taller pastor, younger pastor, whatever. <laughs> I'm looking for a different place. So they leave and go to a Presbyterian or First Baptist or Church of Christ or whatever. And you say, now you're going to call them up and say, you're an antichrist. (laughs) They're not an antichrist. They just changed churches. Lord, help us. How many of you came here from another church? Let me see your hand. You antichrist. No, they just changed churches. So relax. Don't get on the phone. That's not what John's talking about. God directs us to different churches. Now, back to 1 John verse chapter 2, verse 20. He's talking to the believers now. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Here's protection number three. Every Christ follower has the Holy Spirit living in in them. You remember at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, a God, the Holy Spirit, in every single Christ follower. That means we have the all-knowing living God in us. That means we have the author of the Bible in us. That's my protection. I have truth living in me. Now, keep your finger, put your card, go to John 14, all of our campuses, verse 26. Those of you watching online, Vieira Sebastian, John 14, 26. Notice what Jesus said, the Holy Spirit. These are just some of the things the Holy Spirit who lives in you will do. Watch this. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, watch what he'll do. He will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. Understand this morning, when you go to a church, the person that's really teaching you is the Holy Spirit. Uh, Anybody that's in this pulpit or any of the teaching classes or anybody, we're just an agent. I pray every day, God, help me to make sure that I'm getting what you want to say to the people through. I'm just an agent. The Holy Spirit's teaching you. Now, I want you to skip two more chapters. Go to chapter 16 Again, on to verse 13. And I want you to see another name of the Holy Spirit. Remember, this whole teaching that John's given us is about truth and error. Watch what Jesus says. Verse 13, John 16, 13. But when he, look at the other name of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, say it with me. The Spirit of, the Spirit of truth. When he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into what? All truth. Why do you need to be afraid? You don't need to be afraid just be discerning. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. In other words, he's not going to just talk about himself. He's going to talk about Jesus. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Pastor Mark challenged us today with being a light in a dark world. As the end times get closer and closer, we will have more opportunities to tell others about Jesus Christ. You shouldn't look at the end times with fear, but excitement because more and more people will be looking for the truth. And as Christians, we have the only truth people need. 
Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on Today's Date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com, click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we will continue to hear about the end times and what it means for Christians. We've been covered with God's protection because we have a relationship with Him. We know the truth and live by the truth of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us all the truth we need because He lives within us. Doesn't that give you peace? Pastor Mark will tell you it should in the next edition. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope He is giving. Lord, let us hear Your lessons.